0: I'm John Moe. This week on Wits, we're in Hollywood with stars like Keegan-Michael Key of Key & Peele and comedian Patton Oswalt and Pac-Man.
1: I saw a ghost, I saw a ghost, I saw a ghost. Where? The maze. The maze
0: where I always go to eat dots. The maze, man! Plus, Ellie Kemper from The Office and comedian Paul F. Tompkins who delivers dramatic readings of not-so-positive book reviews. I do not recommend this book to anyone... Not trying to fall asleep fast. <laughs> Musician Amy Mann tells us what's for breakfast. Egg. Simple. And she and Ted Leo play some music.
2: It's true. No one else will do what you do. Volunteers of America.
0: I'm calling you. All on wits, all coming right up. From APM, American Public Media, and KPCC, this is Wits, I'm John Moe. Coming to you from Largo at the Coronet in Hollywood, California. Quick message to my family and friends in Minnesota. I arrived safely. I am here in Hollywood. The dream factory. Yeah, the actual dream factory. It's a little ways up La Cienega Boulevard from the theater here. It's just past Melrose. It's a big place. Now, I should fill in the rest of the country on how Hollywood and the Dream Factory actually work. See, before there was Hollywood, there were no dreams. People would fall asleep and just see, like, a daguerreotype of a horse for hours and hours. (laughs) But one man thought we could do better as a world of sleepers, and that man was William Hollywoodland. He said, I shan't spend a third of my life gazing upon a representation of a steed. I should rather see a representation of me riding the steed, or be temporarily back in high school and unprepared for a test, or chased by a monster and my legs unable to walk. (laughs) Wise words. William Hollywood Land moved here to Southern California, named his neighborhood Hollywood Land after himself, erected a sign to mark it as such, and then decided to shorten his name for showbiz reasons. <laughs> he became Bill Hollywood and tore down the last four letters of the sign on the hillside with his hands. <laughs> Bill Hollywood's idea was a simple one, ingenious in its simplicity. Get a theater, invent movies somehow. Outfit each seat with needles so small that theater patrons would not feel the injections. Then drain a little bit of each audience member's life force and load it into a tank located below each theater. The more the person is stimulated, the more active their life force gets. So you show them chase sequences or kissing or a computer hacker saying, we're in, or a chief of police taking someone off the case for being way out of line, stuff like that. And it would churn up the life force, making it drain easier. And also, buttered popcorn serves as a sort of anticoagulant to life force. We all know that. The tanks are then taken to the dream factory, a building up the street here, mixed with psychotropic hallucinogens and processed into a fine powder, which is then loaded onto drone aircraft and spread in a mist throughout the world. That's why we dream. The project is funded by your disposable entertainment income. It's like a tax, really. A price we pay to live in a society that dreams worth it, I think, and no worse a business model than public broadcasting. (laughs) It's a business model, in fact, that a public broadcasting program such as ours could learn a lot from. So, I hope your seats are comfortable. (laughs) We got a great show. Please welcome our music director, John Munson. Musical guests, Amy Mann and Ted Leo. From Key & Peele, the actor, writer, producer, Keegan-Michael Key. Please welcome comedian, Paul F. Tompkins. Comedian and actor, Patton Oswalt. And a dear friend, very funny actress, Ellie Kemper is here as well. We are fortunate to have many professional actors with us this week. Actors who have agreed to share their art with us. Join us as they present short, dramatic monologues using one-star reviews from Amazon.com of classic works. This is Amazon Review Theater. Please welcome Paul F. Tompkins.
3: Please bear in mind that these are the actual reviews. Uh, Not a single word is being altered. Sense and sensibility. I'm going to burn my copy after I'm done with it, which should be soon. This book is for women. For a man such as myself, I do not recommend this book to anyone not trying to fall asleep fast. (laughs) It goes well with my Antonia as being good fuel for a fire. Never read this, this is crap. I don't care who you are. (laughs) The Metamorphosis. This novel, The Metamorphosis, in my eyes, was boring and had no point in my view. I hate this novel, and I rate it very low because it is... Very fictional. (laughs) And I do not think that changing that much would ever occur to mess up somebody's family that bad. (coughs) The death of Ivan Ilyich. Look... I'm not a person who struggles with hidden meanings around about wording. I was reading Charles Dickens by the age of 11. <laughs> but this, this I don't understand. The man simply was not writing to whatever percentage of his audience I represent. I guess it's existential or something. Look. (laughs) My advice is this. If you don't start to get something out of it by the end of the first chapter, put it away and don't look at it again.
0: Ever. Paula F. Tompkins, everybody. I could talk to any of our guests this week for hours. We don't have hours. So instead, we're going to boil down entire interviews to one big question. There may be follow-ups, but we lead with one big question. Keegan-Michael Key is one of the stars of the Comedy Central sketch comedy program Key & Peel. He's appeared on Reno 911, Gary Unmarried, and was once the host of The Planet's Funniest Animals. Keegan-Michael Key, welcome to Wits. Thank you so much, John. Your one big question, what is at the heart of your working relationship with Jordan Peele that makes your collaboration so successful? It's undying animosity. Um,
1: uh, no, it's actually, it's undying respect, really. And, and I, so it's, it's interesting, to, I feel like a Mormon often because I'm, I'm married to two people. So I, I have my work wife and my, and my home wife. But, um, <laughs> Uh, but Jordan and I, a, a lot of I think the big secret is we just try to write stuff that makes each other laugh. Yeah. That's the big rule. Is what 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 can I do to crack him up today?
0: What makes Jordan laugh the most then, that in your experience, uh, if this is the objective?
1: Apparently, it's me at my most absent-minded. Is what makes him laugh. Sometimes yeah? It's so strange. Like sometimes I'll uh, when, whenever I'm in this play when I'm in this zone, I go, Hmm, what did he? Uh, am I driving? You know that? <laughs> yeah. That, that kind of stuff makes him laugh. That's what Surprisingly, does. Surprisingly, while I'm driving, I'll say that. Yeah. And then, what does
0: he do that makes you laugh the most?
1: Uh, for me, it, he has this really funny deadpan quality. Uh, he's a very easygoing guy. His heart beats at a, a much slower rate than mine. Um, and then every now and again, he'll just go. Oh, go, yeah, go, yeah, go yeah. He just does that, and that dissembles me. Keegan <laughs> Michael <laughs> Key,
0: everybody. They are each accomplished solo musicians in their own right. Recently, they have been teaming up, forming a musical duo with all new songs. Here are Amy Mann and Ted Leo, the both. The contract's
2: a joke, but when you see smoke, you run toward the fire, cause you must. They all called your name when the crash finally came and left you to pick up the dust. I saw you walking in silence down to the bridge When nothing went over the side So I guess to someone with your heritage Withdrawal like consent is implied And it's true No one else will do what you do Volunteers of America
4: trust on the wall Oh, the last time I saw you fall in your side when I'd sleep in again, again. But you're up there online building your shrine A go-to solution that then Come tomorrow
2: You're poor, you're washed on the shore You're naked, you're teeming, depressed You take them all in, cause that's where you've been A person who has to say yes And every Sunday or Wednesday You pay homage to the naked and modern and dead Where every crypt tells a story, the story of you Where bodies are bodies, they're bred, And it's true Do what you do
0: Thank you. Ted Leo and Amy Mann, along with John Munson. Coming up, some deeply unhinged film criticism and more Amazon Review Theater. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. This is Wits, I'm John Moe, here with musicians Amy Mann and Ted Leo, and comedians and actors Patton Oswalt, Paul F. Tompkins, Ellie Kemper, and Keegan-Michael Key. Yo como
5: el almuerzo con mi pinguino. Yo como el almuerzo con mi pinguino. Hey, Ellie. Why are you eating lunch with a penguin? Is that what I was saying? Ugh, Paul, I'm trying to learn Spanish, and this book is useless.
6: But you speak English, and Spanish isn't English. Why speak Spanish when you already speak English? (laughs) Why would you learn a language with so many squiggles? Why are you focusing on Spanish? Why, Ellie Kemper, why? I'm frustrated and confused and cold. (laughs)
5: Patton, if I can master Spanish, maybe I can finally get cast on a Spanish soap opera. I saw one last week that was about gorilla surgeons. Gorilla
6: surgeons! That sounds awful and amazing all at once. Like a hot dog in a waffle cone.
3: Did someone say hot dog in a waffle cone? Yum.
5: (laughs) Super yum, but nothing can help me. Yo, soy can't figure it out. Stop
3: talking. Try what Pat and I are already at Tom Waits' Spanish instruction cassettes. Here, put in these earbuds right now. Ow, you're hurting me. That
0: means it's working. Hola, I'm Tom Waits. You're inside my car parked in a swamp. Don't blame me. Blame your gut full of Hong Kong bourbon.
5: He sounds like the narrator of my nightmares.
0: I'm here to teach you the phrases you need to know before you get it wrong, before the train to Moscow derails, before Beulah shows up wanting her money. Translate the following. Excuse me waitress, can you help me domesticate this elephant?
5: Well, when am I ever going to need to say that?
0: Next Thursday.
5: How does he know
7: that?
0: He's, He's in, in our brains. brains. He's, He's in, in all our brains.
5: Perdón camarada. Puedo ayudarme a domesticar este cabra? Uh, how did I know that?
6: It's the Tom Waits Spanish instruction cassette earbud chemicals. You can get them in peppermint, spearmint, or wet Lucky
0: Strike flavors. Say this in Spanish, Mitzi. I'll work in your pizza shop, but I demand to be paid in secret.
5: I can't do this! It's too hard!
0: Listen, Mitzi. You can cry about your problems till your mascara forms a puddle of black ruin and your shoes rot like an old Danish, or you can translate what I told you.
5: Trabajare en la pizzeria, pero me demande hacer pegado en secretos.
0: Good. Feel the Spanish flow through you like the nickel coffee at Norm's. End of side A.
5: Wow. That was really frightening, but I feel like I've got a grasp on Spanish.
3: Tom Waits Spanish instruction cassettes. Close the hatch, Mitzi. Close the hatch,
5: Mitzi.
0: Once again, Amazon review theater, dramatic monologues of one-star Amazon.com reviews of classic works. Please welcome Keegan Michael Key.
1: North by Northwest. Is this movie exciting? Yes. (laughs) But if you, like my wife and I, like to watch old Hitchcock movies because they are usually clean and wholesome, This film will very much disappoint you because of one scene. The primary female character brazenly states lustful intentions for a total stranger whom she obviously knows is wanted by the police. (laughs) Next, the two hop in bed together. Though nothing is graphically shown, it is quite obvious what has happened. (laughs) Perhaps that embarrassing scene was an effort on the part of Hitchcock to appear as part of the trendy new sexual revolution. I am glad that most of his films are not like that. roll the wood case, number two pencils, box of 12, yellow. Shopping, start to write, break. Shopping, rice for one minute, break.
7: Etc. cetera, Etc. cetera, et cetera. The whole
1: These pencils are awful! (laughs) The teachers in the school recommend these. (laughs) Maybe they used to be good. (laughs) Uh. But not anymore. Unless there is a public statement from Ticonderoga that they made a mistake and have rectified the
0: problem, stay far away. King and Michael Key. Oh, lordy. Support for wits comes from Johnstown brand Bruce Springsteen kits. Got some engine grease and some breakfast cereal? Now you can build your own Bruce Springsteen. And from the upcoming sequel to Paul Blart Mall Cop, it's called blal nard grawl <laughs> Additional funding provided by Kraft Acrimonian Cheese for when you want a meal that's quick and spiteful. Paul F. Tompkins is a stand-up comedian and actor. He hosts the Speakeasy series of interviews online, and he is a regular on Comedy Bang Bang. Paul F. Tompkins, good to see you again. John?
3: John, it is good to be seen by you.
0: (laughs) You're a native Philadelphian. You live in Los Angeles. That's right. What is the difference between life in Los Angeles and life in Philadelphia? That is your one big question. Oh,
3: that's a, very, uh, that's a very easy question to answer. When you leave that kind of weather and you come here to a place where it's perfect all the time, you can't go back. You can't. I spent a year in New York after having lived here for 14 years, and it was the most challenging year of my entire <laughs> life, just to get through that winter, which didn't help when everybody's saying like, man, it hasn't been this cold here in a long time. <laughs> like, I think you gotta check the farmer's almanac or something, it's, <laughs> this is unheard of. <laughs> it was like that thing where I would get headaches in the winter uh, and I realized it would be from uh, grimacing. From being outside...
0: The muscles
3: like in your just, face with me. Yes, I was, I was <laughs> expressing my
0: displeasure okay. at the icy wind whipping at my face so hard Now, I wa- when I got inside, <laughs> my head hurt. I want to try something because this is radio. Uh, Patton, could you help me out? Patton, could you describe Paul's pained face for our radio listeners? Okay, this is your... It's like this. Oh, okay. You
6: look like you're experiencing simultaneously something that sounds bad, something that smells bad. And both of the sound and smell are bringing back a horribly painful memory. From So the pain, the, can I just say, and I think the audience agree with me, doesn't it look like the grimace itself is trying to push its way out of his face rather? You know I'm, yeah, it's, I'm
3: trying to escape from my yeah. own experience.
6: <laughs>
0: and, and like face. there's got to be
3: something better than this.
0: I'll go out through my face. Paula Tompkins, everybody. Here with more music, Ted Leo and Amy Mann, the both.
4: the shadow
2: Peace to
0: Amy Mann and Ted Leo with John Munson. Amy Mann and Ted Leo, you're going to share one big question. Here it comes. Uh, as a duo, how do you contrast with one another? Uh, well, there are a couple of obvious
4: Please don't say ways. I'm a little bit country. <laughs> a...
7: uh,
0: no, I was going to... I was going to suggest the I think the first thing that probably comes to most people's minds is
2: um well I'll keep this brief but when we were making our record we discovered that I sing everything 2 milliseconds ahead of the beat.
4: It's 20 milliseconds. 20 milliseconds. Yeah, yeah.
2: 20. 20 yeah. milliseconds ahead of the ahead beat.
4: Of the beat. <laughs> it's like, consistently in the future. consistently. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Consistently without without flux. So
4: it, it has been uh said and I'm not sure if i said this or you said this but um, that uh, we're sort of like four loco, and you're the caffeine. Yeah. Exactly, that's and, what I was trying. Uh, yeah, about. the stimulant part, yeah. and I'm yeah. and I'm the I'm the flavored malt liquor. I don't know the if I smooth. like that actually. Now that I the smooth now that I come up the
2: flavored f- malt liquor.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah the t- the malt liquor that tastes like NyQuil. Yes,
2: or Seroflu.
0: And together we make a uh, horrible uh, fruit tasting a
4: thing that will yeah. give you the worst hangover yeah. yeah, of yeah, your exactly. life.
0: A thing that's illegal in many states. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then, if that's how you contrast, how do you compare? What are the similarities? It's built sort of
4: blonde. <laughs> 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 I feel well. We're it's we're not both of a
0: certain age.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh. 10 years older than a certain age?
0: (laughs) Amy Mann and Ted Leo, everybody. The both. And now the Wits game show. Patton Oswalt, Keegan Michael Key, and Ellie Kemper. You will be one team. Paul F. Tompkins, Amy Mann, and Ted Leo, you will be the other team. Our game this week Critics Corner. I will name a made-up film. Oswald Key, and Kemper will describe scenes from the film offering trenchant, high-minded film criticism, the kind found on classy public radio shows such as ours. I might jump in to keep the conversation on track, or I might jump in because I feel like it. Man, Leo, and Tompkins, professional musicians, except Tompkins, will play (laughs) a song from the film. So what?
3: <laughs> I the do turn the fine.
0: T- the turn the tables option is an effect for this game. Each team can use this once to make the teams switch tasks for that particular round. I will declare a winner after each round. As always, my decisions will be unfair and capricious. I will declare an overall winner at the end. Are you ready? It doesn't matter. Here we go. <laughs> Film number one. This goes to Oswald Key and Kemper first. Please deconstruct offer analysis of... The Big Lights of the Medium-Sized Village. Welcome back to Projecting on National Public Radio.
6: uh, (laughs) Right in the middle of our hot and heavy discussion uh, on the new film, Big Lights. Of the the, Medium-Sized Village. Of the Medium-Sized Village. Now, uh, our resident guests, uh, Ellie Kemper and uh, Keegan-Michael Key, things got a little heated uh, last segment about this film, and I hope we can get beyond some of the personal attacks and get into what... (laughs) you actually disagreed about uh, in this film.
1: It's just that this, the village doesn't seem that medium-sized. It seems like a really large right. village. Well, maybe maybe I'm honest.
5: from a big, bigger village than you're from, all right? It seemed, okay. it seemed, it seemed medium to me. If you're going to go small or large,
1: mm-hmm.
5: and you're right in the middle, then you're medium.
1: At any rate, everybody's confused as to who the protagonist even is in the film. Is it Machukchok? I'm not sure. Or is it Kumla? I
0: don't know.
5: I'm not you're sure not. we're meant to know, Keegan, once again. All right, always we're moving wanted-
0: on. <laughs> Over to Tompkins, Man, and Leo for a song, please, from The Big Lights of the Medium-Sized Village.
3: Uh, This is an interesting song. It was written by uh, Elvis Costello. (laughs) (laughs) The big lights in the medium-sized village Machuca... have the that you
2: go.
0: The round goes to Tompkins Man and Leo. <laughs> Tompkins Man, Leo, you'll go first for this one. Please, a song from the film Jazz Hospital.
3: <laughs> Jazz Hospital, great song from a great movie. And it goes a little something. I like this. A, two, three, four. Jazz Hospital. (laughs) Everybody's running around. Jazz Hospital. Patch Adams looks like a clown. Jazz Hospital. You got a broken leg, you got a broken heart. Jazz Hospital. The ambulance
0: is here. Look how many people. (laughs) All right, all right. A solid entry. Sounded like an old 78 record. Uh, Back to our uh, team of critics, Oswald, Key, and Kemper. Please tell me about Jazz Hospital. Look, I'm sorry, guys. I hated this
6: film. I don't understand. I don't understand. You've got this amazing human drama. You have Utah jazz players being patched up in this amazing ER, and they're playing... It sounded like they're they're playing old 78 scratches Are they making fun of the players? Or I don't get no, it. No, well, wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. You, don't, you didn't see the uplifting quality of the picture when I, all the players get up no. out of their hospital beds and start dancing the Charleston in the middle of the yeah, movie? Wait, with
5: bones
6: sticking out of their skin. Ellie, am this, I crazy? The, you're what? not crazy. This
5: was about American Indians and oh, what we the, did oh. to them. Oh, that God. is that what it's from? about.
6: We'll be back after this uh, message when we'll talk about uh, Scat Hostel, which... Uh, Scat Hostel is a much better is, film, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about that when we
0: come the back. The round goes you. to Oswald Key and Kemper. Yay!
7: Oh, really
0: Mostly because Patton pulled off a really good uh, out-cue uh, forward promote. That was uh, a
7: yeah, yeah, future broadcast. Really, you should I love see Scat
0: Hostel, it's great.
3: I don't, I don't know if these people know the terms, John. <laughs>
0: Well, I'm trying to recover from the idea of scat hostel, if you don't mind. All right. There's no music in it.
7: <laughs>
0: All right. The turn the tables option is still on the board, and you're, you're free to use this after you hear the entry here. Uh, for Oswald Key and Kemper to go first, the movie is Wise Dogs.
3: I want to turn the tables. Turn yeah. the tables. Well, oh. wow. Okay. We're okay. going to describe wise dogs, All right.
0: and they're going to sing it. They have We're going to gonna do sing it. And Key and Oswald and Kemper will sing it. Oh boy! All right, over to okay. Man, okay. Leo, and Tompkins.
3: Wise dogs, a cautionary tale. <laughs> <laughs> July 1968. <laughs> the country was in turmoil. <laughs> 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 a freak thunderstorm strikes the city of Portland, Maine ah yeah storm a coming (laughs) four dogs typical dogs dumb as dirt get struck by lightning and achieve sentience far beyond even the smartest human being.
5: Uh. E equals MC squared.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Not according to string theory. Guys, we can talk about this later. Together. These three dogs journey to Bethlehem. (laughs) All
0: right, we're moving on. Wow. Now, uh, Oswald, Kian Kemper, you're going to be singing. Would you like some accompaniment? It is a barbershop quartet. Yeah. Um, or trio after the second act of the movie yeah. when Blitzy dies
1: horribly. <laughs>
7: That's so, little, yeah.
1: Rough I'm a dog row, with row, a brain row. on the yard stain, but well, that's instinct rub, that I use, rub, cause I know rub, how rub, the tools rub, it's a time rub, I'll eat anything rub, usually batter, but rub, my rub, rub, matter now works better than ever it did rub, before well
6: I know string theory and I understand fruits, but I still wanna kill all those chickens in the roost I'm a big wise dog I'm gonna leave a stain
0: I'm, going to I'm giving a point to each team on that one. Everybody gets a point on that one. Our music director, John Munson's just sitting back there. I'm going to give him a point, too. Congratulations, John. Audience gets a point as well. Nice work. Yeah! Which means it's all tied up going into the final round. Oh, gosh. I feel and, like uh, this
6: has been engineered
0: for drama. Well, yeah, I don't control this. Oh.
5: We better not lose!
0: <laughs> <laughs> Oswald, Key, and Kemper will go first. The movie is, What's in the Attic? Oh, it's a mummy.
6: <laughs> uh, you know, the, uh, am I the only one that thought that the third act surprise was ruined in the title? Oh I'm... <laughs> Back me up on this, guys. No, you're not. No, you're You're, not. No. You're not wrong. The
1: entire film uh, lacked... Yeah, I was waiting for the money. Yeah, Yeah. from moment one. one. I
5: think we all were. I've never seen Sigourney Weaver be better. I will say that. I thought she was...
1: uh, And she wore a pith helmet the entire film, and
6: she was so captivating that wasn't distracting but Same. i will say i have never seen daniel day lewis be worse
5: see and that's the yin and yang yeah i mean yeah. i don't yeah. i don't need was he
6: the
0: mummy he was
5: indeed yeah. the mummy yeah. yes exactly well, and
6: it just the intensity through the bandages through me
5: yeah well it wasn't it, it was an off day for him i guess and
6: look i'm look i, I respect that he had himself mummified and buried yes. in the sands of egypt but uh, you just, I'm sorry, you oh. did not see that on the screen. <laughs> Over
0: to Tompkins, Man, and Leo, a song, please, from What's in the Attico, It's a Mummy. It's a beautiful song, <laughs> written by Mr. Burt Backrack.
6: <laughs>
0: Does Elvis
1: Costilla sing this one, too? Maybe, no. <laughs> Sung by Mr. Jack Jones.
7: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. It was a mm-hmm. number one hit for four years. <laughs> You run around, you come home, take off your coat, and you're all alone. There's no one in the house, there's no love. What do you do? <laughs> you turn on the stereo, it's the same old song. You said that you already know. You turn on the radio, but you hear. Tompkins Man and Leo not- <laughs>
7: <laughs> Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second.
3: Now, here's what you must understand about comedy improv songs <laughs> they're extremely hard to do, yeah. and I'm extremely bad at them. No. This was the best role I've ever been on. No. I, I like thought it, I'm I sorry. could see the whole field. <laughs> <laughs> the, when I mentioned radio, when I mentioned radio, did you not think I was gonna mention the word static? And then did you not think maybe in this house that I've already described, I was gonna make it up to the attic? <laughs> oh. all right, all right, yes. a, a flame snuffed a morning. <laughs>
0: Alright, congratulations to Man Leo and Tompkins. Yeah. More with Patton Oswald, Paul F. Tompkins, Ellie Kemper, Keegan-Michael Key, Amy Mann, and Ted Leo in just a moment. This is Wits. I'm John Moe. This is Wits, I'm John Moe, here with comedians and actors Patton Oswalt, Paul F. Tompkins, Ellie Kemper, Keegan-Michael Key, and singer-songwriters Amy Mann and Ted Leo. Hey, man. Hey,
1: Pac-Man. You okay? No. No, I'm far from okay. Yeah, you don't look okay. Well, then my outsides match my insides, because I am not
6: Okay. Because normally, you're a confident guy, big eater, huge mouth. Now you look unnerved. What's wrong, Pac-Man?
1: You know how when you become an adult, you think you have stuff pretty figured out?
6: Yeah, Pac-Man, I studied abroad.
1: Exactly. And then, you see something and you're like, wait, if that's possible, maybe everything I knew isn't valid anymore. Do you disregard that new thing, and how? How do you expand your worldview to encompass a thing that was previously impossible? What did you see? I can't even...
6: Pac-Man? I... What did
1: you see, Pac-Man? I saw a ghost, man.
6: Pac-Man, what? I saw
1: a ghost. Pac-Man, please. I saw a dead person, which is a person that is dead. Only their soul was floating around like they got errands to do. (laughs) I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. I saw a ghost. Where? The maze. The maze where I always go to eat dots. The maze, man!
6: I believe you, Pac-Man. You're my friend, and I believe you.
1: Thanks, man. But I don't know if I believe me. I may be cracking up here. Do you know why I believe you? You just said. We're friends.
6: Yeah, but also, in addition, I have something to tell you. Oh, man, what? Oh, it's something big. You
1: better not be about to tell me what it feels like you're about to tell me. I'm... Don't say it. Uh... Don't you say it, man. American. What? Oh, (laughs) Oh, I am so relieved because I thought my worst fears would be realized just then. And I'm a ghost. Nope, they just got realized, okay. (laughs) Sorry. You
6: are not a ghost. I'm a ghost, orange ghost. We're friends, man. I'm the ghost of your friend. Clyde? No. I'm sorry, Pac-Man. Man,
1: Man, you ain't sorry. Nope. And Pac-Man?
6: Yeah? You better run.
1: I'm sorry, What's, what's that now?
0: I'm gonna get you, Pac Man. <laughs> Keegan Michael Key as Pac Man, Patton Oswald as Clyde. <laughs> Patton Oswald is a stand up comedian, an actor who has appeared in The Heart She Holler, Big Fan, Axe Cop, Justify, The Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Patton, welcome back to Wits.
6: Thank you. Thank you. you back. <laughs>
0: Pat, you've talked about depression, about wanting to kill yourself in the freezer section of a grocery store, and it was so humane and funny and bold. What is funny about depression?
6: What's funny about depression is that uh, it is, as horrible as it is, uh, it is you, uh, everyone's like, I just want to be real and authentic. Well, there's nothing more realistic and authentic than looking at the world and being horribly depressed about it. So, um, I I love the fact that depression exists because it sort of puts a lot of that. Um, I just want to get real, man. To a lot. No, you don't. You you want to find some kind of way to alleviate the crashing reality any way you can. So, whenever someone says, "I'm just trying to keep it real," just go. You're just you're in depression. You're depressed. That's why you're so Man, is the that was is the bummer <laughs> just bummed everyone out, ah. and I apologize to the hip hop community
0: <laughs> <clears throat> so so is the comedy in there then that that a comedian 's role is to is to tell the the unpleasant or surprising, therefore humorous truth
6: yeah look i mean i 've had to deal with depression my whole life, so i 've a, a way that i 've done it is through comedy, I know that sounds very simple so uh, if, if I can say it, if I can talk about it on stage, then when I'm back, it's almost like when I'm back in my real everyday life and my depression creeps up, I, it almost like it helps me handle it because then my depression now is like, you're not gonna use me in your f-ing routine, are you? I don't wanna, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to like bum you out. I don't need you to make some stupid joke about, oh, I, I dealt with my depression. I was in the frozen food aisle and I heard Toto's Africa wanted to blow my brains out. That wasn't cool, man. <laughs> I was, really, I was really trying to talk you into suicide, and you turned into some... I'm not one of your chunks. You know, I'm not one of your little five-minute chunks, man. I'm depression. And it's a way to shrink it. And I'm sorry, NPR, for cursing, but you know what? I'm just trying to keep it real.
0: <laughs> Patton Oswald, everybody. Once again, Amazon Review Theater, dramatic monologues of one-star Amazon.com reviews of classic works. Please welcome... Elliot Kemper.
5: The Wizard of Oz. If you live in a country where they have TV and have never seen this movie, then you're probably either two years old or you have some phobia of sound or something. (laughs) I'll accept the fact that it was revolutionary for its time. I'll even acknowledge that it has a special place in many people's hearts because they remember watching it as a kid when their lives weren't so miserable. <laughs> However, my life is not miserable, and I don't have to watch bad movies from my childhood to feel good about myself. So if your life is joyless, then perhaps this is the movie. For you. (laughs) Old Yeller. Stop killing dogs! I can't stand it when dogs die in movies. I'd much rather watch people die before dogs. I could laugh my butt off watching Meryl Streep in pain from cancer. (laughs) In that dumb movie with Renee Zellweger, before I can stand to see a dog suffer. (laughs) The Office. (sighs) It is the most depressive, and unpleasant show I have ever seen in my life. I've caught myself turning my face off the TV. (laughs) It is about cocaine-boosted idiot that runs a small office of several fully suppressed individuals. All I feel about these people is sincere sorry
7: <laughs>
5: they are trying to pick up some office stereotypes and insanities but they go so far <laughs> that it feels more like a clinic <laughs> not recommended at all
0: Ellie Kemper, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Wow. And now the Wits Lightning round. Quick questions, quick answers, quick sand. Patton Oswalt, scale of one to ten, how hopeful are you about the new Star Wars movie? Uh, negative integers. Ellie Kemper, what's the most important thing you learned from your high school drama teacher, John Hamm?
5: That he's very handsome. <laughs>
0: Amy Mann, what's the ideal breakfast for someone to eat? Egg. Ted Leo, how good are you at parallel parking? Excellent. Patton, who should play you in a biopic of your life? Uh, somebody from
6: uh, Orange is a New Black. I can't think of her name.
0: Paul. <laughs> Paul, who should play Patton in a biopic of his life? Uh, Julianne Hoff. Keegan, would we be better off if we pronounced biopic as biopic? Yes, we would, because it sounds like myopic.
7: <laughs>
0: Paul. Paul, what's the secret to comedy? <laughs> Patton Oswalt, what's the secret to comedy? Uh, um, th- th- ask Paul. <laughs> Ellie, what's the secret to comedy?
5: Um, John Hamm.
0: Keegan, what's the secret Time to timing?
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's the Wits Lightning Round. Yeah. Want to hear more Wits? Go to witsradio.org. You can find this and information about upcoming live shows. Our shows are also podcasts on iTunes. Go there, subscribe, write a review, and let us know what you think about the show. Thank you to our guests this week. Paul F. Tompkins, Patton Oswalt, Keegan-Michael Key, Ellie Kemper, Amy Mann, and Ted Leo. Thanks also to broadcast engineers Corey Schreppel and Johnny Vince Evans, stage manager Tom Campbell, Allie Lozoff, coordinating producer Hans Buto, and our intern Sam Siegel. Wits is written by me and Ben Acker, Wendy Molyneux and Jeff Drake, Lauren McGuire and Mike Fotis. Our music director is John Munson. Wits came to you this week from Largo at the Coronet in Los Angeles. Special thanks Flanny, Alec, West, Lincoln, as well as KPCC, especially John Cohn. Our executive producer is Peter Clowney, which was created by Tony Boll, senior producer Larissa Anderson, and me. I'm John Moe. Bye now.